You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia, hosted by Ivan Fonte. Tune in worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor. Thinking about your PMV1 and rotor vaccinations for your birds this season. Think, think livestock, specialists for PMV and rotor vaccine supply for the cheapest price for your PMV and rotor vaccine in Victoria this season. Think livestock, located at 16 Gravillia Road, Huntley, Bendigo area. Think Livestock can organise courier delivery of your PMV-1 or rotor vaccine, or you can visit their showroom and collect it yourself. Think Livestock, stock vaccine for PMV-1 paramyxovirus and rotavirus. Pigeon vaccination kits. This features an automatic vaccinator, needles and all the required items to aseptically decanter vaccines. Multimatic injector, a high-quality, German-made injector that is extremely suitable for pigeon vaccination. Think and call Think Livestock for friends. Friendly service and advice for your PMV1 and rotor vaccine this season on 03544889422. That's 03544889422. Or you can visit their website online at www.thinklivestock.com. Think Livestock, proud sponsors of Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Pet Stock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 03598100 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor 
an annual Pigeon Radio Australia initiative event. Once again in 2021, the terrible decision to cancel the Anzac Day marches due to COVID-19 restrictions. Racing pigeon flyers throughout Australia, in solidarity with our diggers and war heroes. Who will have to silently celebrate Anzac Day from home, and to remember, the Australian Pigeon Corps, and pigeons at war, and an a sign of peace from all the racing pigeon flyers in Australia, for our present, difficult and unprecedented times. Let us all let our birds up at sunrise, from our homes, this Anzac Day, Sunday the 25th of April, 2021. Take a video of this action and send it to us. We will then put all the videos together in a social media, Australian Pigeon Flies Remember Anzac Day 2021 Memorial Video Diary. Please join us in our initiative. Lest we forget. The best videos will receive a Pigeon Radio Australia prize pack. Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM, 88.3 FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, and the Pigeon Radio Australia team. And from Hey, I'm Matty Ryan. I'm Caitlin Bassett. I'm Alex Deminor. These are extraordinary times. The presence of COVID-19 means that each and every one of us is facing our toughest ever opposition. And although we stand apart, if we work together as a team and play by the rules, we'll soon get back to playing and watching the sport we love. We need your support now more than ever. So let's play by the rules. Wash your hands and listen to advice. If we play by the rules, if we play by the rules, we'll all get through this together. Hey, Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh, there's Steve-o. Okay, Steve. Morning. How's your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you okay? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at areyouok.org.au. G'day, this is Eric Banner for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Here's a simple word of advice. If you enjoy a drink when you go out, keep it simple. Unless you're a rocket scientist, how do you really know whether you're under or over the limit? So try this, either drink or drive. Don't mess around trying to do both. A message from RAD, rad.org.au. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Ponty. now. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia, www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Producer and presenter of the show, Ivan Fonti. 
Ah, hello. Hello, hello, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia, brought to you from the Pigeon Media Studios in Melbourne, Australia, and via 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. On today's show, we've got some uh, good stuff happening. First up, we've got our uh, Pigeon Radio Australia vet, Dr. Rob Marshall, and uh, he's coming on to make an announcement and also to talk about medications and the correct dosage and what you can and can't mix with medications. So we're going to find out about that. And then we've got Mario, who is a new flyer in the... Um, well, he lives out there in uh, uh, Lancefield, I think, somewhere around there. And uh, he's joined the Wallen Club with Charlie Gretchen. He's a new flyer and he's coming on to tell us about how he got involved in pigeon racing. We've got a Q&A panel discussion tonight with Joe Denaro, Gary Gillard and Paul Vassalo. So stay tuned for that one. What we're going to do now is we're going to break for a song and then we'll be back with Dr. Rob Marshall, our avian vet, to discuss some important issues here on Pigeon Radio Australia. But right now we're going to uh, break for a song and I'd like to thank Peter Tollich from uh, 88.3 Southern FM for sending me some new Australian country music. And here's a new track, and I thought this would be quite appropriate for the first song for Pigeon Radio Australia this week. And it's Jimmy Carr with a song called Black Feathers. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, here from our studio in Melbourne, Australia.
pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM Sponsor. A range of European products, recommended and used by pigeon fanciers worldwide. For winning performance and healthy pigeons, especially in times of stress, moulting, breeding or racing, our products have shown great results to national winning lofts and top racing fanciers. A large range of loft and racing equipment from Europe and Australia. Contact Natural Pigeon Products, Don, 0359981000 and www.pigeonvitality.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. An annual Pigeon Radio Australia initiative event. Once again in 2021, the terrible decision to cancel the Anzac Day march is due to COVID-19 restrictions. Racing pigeon flyers throughout Australia, in solidarity with our diggers and war heroes. Who will have to silently celebrate Anzac Day from home, and to remember, the Australian Pigeon Corps, and Pigeons at War, and in a sign of peace from all the racing pigeon flyers in Australia, for our present, difficult and unprecedented times. Let us all let our birds up at sunrise, from our homes, this Anzac Day, Sunday the 25th of April, 2021. Take a video of this action and send it to us. We will then put all the videos together in a social media, Australian Pigeon Flyers Remember Anzac Day 2021 Memorial Video Diary. Please join us in our initiative, lest we forget. The best videos will receive a Pigeon Radio Australia prize pack. Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM, 88.3 FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and the Pigeon Radio Australia team. 
I grew up in foster care because of abuse and neglect earlier in my life. Now I'm studying a double degree and working in my field. People in foster care often face stigma about being in care, a life they didn't choose to live. Stop the stigma. Don't punish us by treating us differently for something that we didn't choose. Help snap that stigma. Head to create.org.au forward slash snap that stigma. Brought to you by Create Foundation, the peak body for children and young people in out-of-home care. Nothing's interrupted our lives more than COVID-19. If you have a cough, please get tested for it. But if you've had an unexplained and persistent cough <coughs> that's stuck around for many weeks <coughs> and you're feeling breath- breathless, nothing should interrupt you asking your GP <coughs> to test for something more serious like lung cancer or lung disease. <coughs> for more information, visit lungfoundation.com.au, Australia's leading lung health charity. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1-800-RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Music Time features old and new country music from Australia and overseas. There's something for everyone to enjoy. We even have a touch of Irish. Join me, Jeanette, for Music Time on Mondays from 12 till 2 on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia. This is the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Tune in live worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au.
You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia and our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au and you can get us on Facebook. They haven't banned us. Pigeons are not banned on Facebook. Anyway, on Facebook you can catch us on our Pigeon Radio, Pigeon Media Australia Facebook page and we have a Pigeon Radio, the Racing Pigeon, Pigeon Radio Australia Book groups and also the Racing Pigeon, which has clocked over 10,000 members now, so it's growing every day as we speak. You can also get us on the social media platform Twitter, and you can find us on Twitter at Pigeons Radio. Now, if you want to uh, comment or ring us up here on Pigeon Radio Australia, you can do that on our talkback line. Um, or you can text us on that number. You don't have to ring us. You can send a text message, a question, text message on 0424531111. Text us or ring us on 0424531111. That's direct to our studio. Well, right now we've got uh, our Pigeon Radio Australia vet, Dr. Rob Marshall, on the line. And hello, Rob. How are you? Hi, Ivan. Nice to talk to you. Yes. Um, I thought that the Queensland issue was out of the water, but I think it's still lingering. And so mm. I think you phoned me up and said, maybe we need to talk about that a little bit more. Is yes. that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think what we have to do, we have to um, think about this situation very carefully. Um, there's a lot of hearsay going around and we can't get um, all the other states haven't experienced anything like Queensland have experienced. I still haven't got information about what's going on up there, but my understanding is that there's a um, drug-resistant E. coli infection which was of concern in, in a limited number of lofts, I mm. think two lofts. Mm. Um, but from that, people have then looked at their pigeons and said, oh, well, I've got the same thing. Well, it, it's not that simple. There's a lot of things going around at the moment at this time of year because of the molt and because of the young birds, and a lot of disease is going on at, at the moment. The trick is not to um, treat without knowing actually what's going on if you've got a particular problem in your loft. And um, I think, uh, as you have mentioned, that some people have been treating um, in the belief that they, they have got this uh, resistant E. coli and have treated with certain medicines which aren't actually available in Australia. For example, uh, there's one, a really old-fashioned, but a really was a very effective medicine called furazolidine. And um, that medicine is available overseas in the form of, um, of, of, of an antibiotic. Now, um, if I can just go over what the advantages of using this medicine in the past were, mm. it's, it's active against E. coli, salmonella, but also a lot of parasites like the protozoas. So, you know, Giardia and th- things like that. Yep, yep. Um, so it, it has been, uh, it, in the past, it has been quite useful. Um, the problem with this medicine is that it's banned in Australia um, and it's banned in human use and for animal use. And the reason for that is that it's the carcinogenic. Do you know what that means, Simon? Yeah, well, it's like an acid, isn't it? 
No, carcinogenic means it's cancer forming. Oh, gee. Right? Yeah. So if you give, and so it's been banned in Australia, you cannot use it in Australia. Mm. What this means is that if you eat a bird that's been on, on this medicine, you are prone to getting cancer, right? Mm. So if you're actually using the medicine and it gets on your hand, you're actually prone to cancer, mm. right? So that's why it's been banned in all countries in the world, including Australia, mm. for, right? So first of all, um, this this... Um, I, my understanding is that this medicine is available, um, not legal in Australia, but through, what did you call it, the dark web? Is that what you call it, <laughs> yeah, Ivan? Well, dark web or on the internet in general, like you can order it through through other pigeon fancies overseas and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so, so there's dangers in doing that. Um, the danger is that it's, it's, if you give it at the wrong dose rate and... Um, usually you give these medicines um, with the capsule, right, for pigeons, because mm. if you give it in the water and it's hot and they drink too much, they can, can overdose and actually die. So it is a potentially quite a serious drug in terms of the um, effect on the flock, especially of young birds. The whole point is this, Ivan, is that we're not, at this time of year, you have to think, what are you giving medicines for, right? Mm. Mm. The, the reasons we're giving medicines, and, and they are appropriate in certain aspects, um, especially as we talked before about chlamydia, which is um, a disease which is uh, rampant at this time of year. And we give, we give the chlamydia treatment as a preventative um, purely for the fact that we're trying to clean it out of the birds, but we're, at this time of year we're trying to get the birds to fly to develop a fitness and a routine ready for the race season. Mm. Right. Um, so, and also, we're trying to give the chlamydia treatment to allow the birds to train. So, when we toss them, they return home safely because they don't have an, uh, a disease which will prevent them from getting home. So, all of the um, treatment plans and the programs that we use for pigeons at this time are very well. They're very um, structurally uh, organised in a way that minimises the side effects of the drug and maximises the effect of that medicine. Mm. If we have an E. coli, what we're seeing is we're seeing problems in Queensland, but not in other states. We have to think, why is that so? And, and it may be for a few reasons, right? One, it's a hotter, hotter climate up there. It's more humid. Um, we haven't had a really hot um, summer down south. Uh, but if we get the hot weather, we might be finding that we do get things like e. e. coli. Now, E. coli is not, is very, is not, is rarely a big deal in terms of that it kills birds, right? So we don't, we don't jump and get the sledgehammer for something that we don't need to do. We don't need very heavy medicines and it's contraindicated at this time of year because the common uh, treatment plan for E. coli is a sulfur trimethoprin type antibiotic which affects the malt. So we don't want to go that route. In fact, we're trying to understand why is the E. coli there? The E. coli is there because of the weather conditions often and because of the situation aloft with crowding. So we try to manage that without medicines. At this time of year, as, as we've always said, young birds, we're minimising antibiotics, where we're using treatment plans for the worms, coccidiosis and all that, which they need, but we're minimising the exposure to antibiotics so they can develop a natural immunity to it. Now, the, you do get immunity to the E. coli um, with the situation in Queensland. We've had that those two... Uh, uh, antibiotic resistant uh, uh, lofts. We don't know why that bacteria is in those lofts, right? 
the DPI have not worked it out. And mm. it, I think what's happening mm. is that we're not getting the right information from the fanciers as to what has predisposed their loss to that disease. Now, there's something else going on in the background. I don't know what it is, but it may be a combination of things. It might be that they're using vaccines which aren't appropriate for this time of year or they're using multiple vaccines or using vaccines not uh, altogether. Like, for example, they might be giving pox, rotavirus, salmonella, VMV all at the one time um, at, at a time when the young birds are, are in a vulnerable, vulnerable position in terms of their immunity. So in the background, there could be that there's a vaccination error that's going on, which has predisposed these birds to this E. coli outbreak. So there's the things that we need to consider when we, we look at these sort of problems. The main lesson, the main um, uh, thing I want to just mention here is that don't reach for medicines and heavy medicines unless you know what's going on because ultimately it will be your downfall, not just now but in later on the racing season. Mm. Yeah. And, and what, what medicines can you mix, Rob? Like a well, lot of people a, yeah, do so a lot of cocktails. What, what we've done over the years, there's a lot of medicines that you can mix and we, we know that we can mix these based on experience, right? So what you can do is you mix, um, you can mix coccidiosis treatments with canker treatments quite successfully. But just remember, um, with coccidiosis treatments, um, so things like um, Baycox is a proprietary name, um, if you give those medicines in overdose, that gives a negative effect to your birds. And what you'll see is that you don't, the, the trick is if you've got coccidiosis, the answer is not more drugs. It, the answer is to treat the, the coccidiosis with the right dosage of drugs for the right amount of time. You, what we all know is that we know that all the coccidiosis treatment does have a side, negative side effect on, on the performance of the birds. And you will also see if you're giving coccidiosis treatments and the birds don't have the treatment, you'll see the birds get very fluffed up for a day or two and they'll get actually, the droppings will go worse rather than better. So essentially you can mix medicines together, but you know, you, you talk to your local pigeon vet about what can be mixed together and what can't. Rather than make the um, decision, yeah, I'm going to put all these medicines together, it's a simple thing. Just bring up your pigeon vet and say, well, I want to treat for these. Can I mix these together at the, at the moment? Because there is this urge for all of us to, to medicate and, short, short, and, and medicate multiple things because we are, get, get, we are treating for multiple things at the moment. Not, not, not that it's necessary, but sometimes people think, well, I've got these droppings which are bad. Well, my approach would be just ring up the local pigeon vet, talk to him about, look, this is what I want to treat. Can I mix these together? Should I mix these together? Is this a good thing to do at the moment rather than make an addition decision based on um, no knowledge at all? Mm, mm. Now, I've been watching TV and I've watched Border, Border Patrol and all that sort of stuff. And on the web now, you've got access to the whole wide world of medications and stuff and people even try to bring in stuff for human use which they can't and they've been stopped at the border patrol and uh, uh, have been prosecuted for bringing this stuff in now i dare say that pigeon fanciers would have the same sort of temptation to go onto the internet and say oh well i'll get this stuff from overseas it'll work better than what we've got here in australia um, well, now, yeah, that's a good point. Now, overseas, what they've got is we've got they've got developed vaccines, multiple vaccines, or uh, you know, multi ingredients within each vaccine. For example, mm. 
um, they might have paramyxovirus mixed with herpes virus, adenovirus in the one needle, right? Yeah. Now, the key thing here is, um, as, as with anything, um, and also they've got a vaccine for circovirus, which is very interesting. Now, if we look at these diseases, um, in Australia, the situation is a little bit different from Europe. Um, herpes virus is quite a common condition, well, not common, but it occurs in young birds in Europe, right? And it, and it does cause mortality. Herpes virus doesn't cause more deaths in adult birds. It, it will cause occasional death, but not like an outbreak death, right? So what they've developed, they've developed the herpes virus vaccine, they've thrown it in with the salmonella vaccine because they get salmonella over there as well, adenovirus as well. So they've got, you know, vaccines which contain maybe three different vaccines and then they uh, do them all together. Now, there's, I don't see the advantage of doing that all in one shot when, that, when, you should, when you can have interactions of these vaccines together and also thinking about the impact of that virus on, on, on the, the likelihood is that, that your birds will be affected by that virus. For example, circovirus. My view is that there's no need to vaccinate for circovirus, right? Um, circovirus in pigeons, you get one or two birds a, a year with it. If that, um, if you're getting a major problem, well, then you need to understand why are you having this circovirus rather than vaccinate against it. Similarly, with herpes virus in Australia, there's no need for that vaccination. Also, adenovirus, no need for that vaccination. The amount of birds that we see with those diseases is minimal. So we're looking at what do we vaccinate against? Well, as we've discussed before, we need to vaccinate against paramyxovirus, pox virus, people can vaccinate from rotavirus. My view is to, to separate those vaccines, not to give them together. Separate them so you give the birds a chance to, to get over each vaccine rather than have them all in one go, especially with the pox vaccine, which is a live vaccine. So at this stage, I'm think, you know, there's no benefit in getting vaccines one from overseas, right? One, yeah. um, what, how, how are they transported here? First of all, it's illegal. Um, there's a fine of $1,110,000 for an individual wow. and up to five years in prison if they're found um, imp illegally importing these sort of things. Um, so it's a big deal, right? This is yeah. um, um, Aquas trying to, to protect our borders from, um, you know, biosecurity problems. Yeah. Um, so it's a big deal. It's not a little deal. And people that do this are putting our pigeon pants here under this respect. Um, or, uh, yeah. they're not, uh, they're, we want uh, pigeon pansies all around Australia to, uh, to um, follow the rules. Yeah. Uh, we don't want pigeon racing to fall into um, disrepute. Mm. Um, so it's very important that everyone pulls together and does this. Mm. Um, but moreover, there's no, there's no real... Do we know the effectiveness of these things that are brought in if they're not brought in mm. under the right conditions? For example, the COVID vaccination that we're using for humans has to be transported at, at that, you know, yes. minus whatever it is. Minus 70 whatever it or, is. Yeah. Or it's useless, right? Yep. It has to be stored here. It's useless. Mm. So you're going through all of this um, nonsense of trying to, if you're bringing it in, to give it without knowing 
what the effectiveness of that thing is. Mm. So, um, so I think that's what we were talking about today. And the other and, thing, Rob, um, um, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, is that um, I've heard with the COVID, there's like the UK strain and the South African strain. Wouldn't wouldn't these um, viruses in Europe be a, a different mutation to what we have here? I think I think you're right because that's what they talk about the rotavirus variant, mm. which is different. Yes, um, they, they call talk about the Melbourne rotavirus variant yes and they're talking about the ones over there and i think they developed vaccines associated with that particular variant and that's what's happened here yeah so the rotavirus vaccine that we have here is specifically for the australian variety um i think in terms of vaccines the best person to talk would be dr white um yeah we'll have to get on that yeah um it would be probably pretty good to get him on the show and just talk about this sort of thing yeah um especially in in terms of what his view is on multi-vaccines and when they should uh, you know from the overseas experience he might have some experience with that Mm. um he's the actual expert on the vaccines i'm just um a clinical pigeon vet with experience Mm. so that's my view Mm. Now, I've got a couple of questions before we go from, from people that have sent me some text messages. And yep. the first um, message I've got is, can you ask Rob Marshall tonight, what does he think of Epsom salts? Is it good for the pigeons or not? Epsom salts is fantastic, right? Mm. So Epsom salts is magnesium sulfate, right? So what, what that does, it's what's called an osmotic diuretic, which means that, for example, if you've got weight, uh, if you're fat, right, you, you can use Epsom salts in the pigeon if it's got internal fat. You can use it to um, get rid of that internal fat. It also, um, Epsom salts um, is also magnesium. It stops cramps. The good thing about Epsom salts is that you can give it orally in the drinking water and you can give it in the bath water effectively as well. So if you give it in the bath water, the Epsom salts is, is absorbed the, into, through the skin and you, you get the softening of the muscles with cramping muscles. Um, that's good that you brought that up, Ivan, because down in my loft, what I've got, it's got my young birds, I've got my old cocks, right? So mm. what I've done is I've locked my cocks in because they're just a pain in the neck. I've plucked their 10th uh, flight um, and I've, I've locked them in because with their, without their 10th flight, they're prone to hawk attack. So they've been locked in and then the other birds are loft flying very well. So I went in there uh, over the weekend because on the weekend, this is the time of the year that I disinfect my loft, right? So up until this time, all the, the loft has been cleaned twice daily, but not disinfected. So what's happened over the summer period, um, the loft has developed dust in it. And so you get a lot of dust, uh, which accumulates germs. That dust will carry germs. Now, that's not a bad thing in terms of this time of year. You come uh, because you want the young birds to be exposed to environmental germs, not in heavy amounts. That's why you have to keep on cleaning. And I'm not a advocate of deep litter i think deep litters are, are, are not a good way to go um because of the, the um, opportunity of germs to get out of control if it gets moist or something like that so um so at this time of year i i, I went through my loft i disinfected it what that means is i got got my disinfectant which is a combination of quaternium ammonium which is something like pinaclean mixed with um, uh, something like chloramine or uh, something to get the funguses. So you're getting something against funguses, something against other germs and viruses. So I washed that right out and sprayed it right out and I scrubbed the walls and I scrubbed the floors. The reason I did that is that I want to now start at getting these birds 
into good health, right? So that, that's what we do now. Disinfect now. We're not disinfecting every week. We're not making it a sterile environment, but we're, we're getting rid of those accumulated germs that have been there over time since we raced last. And so we're getting rid of all those potential hazards which will, will hold back the progress of the health. Now, uh, as I was talking about the cockbirds, I went in and handled these cockbirds, right? And they were fat, right? They were leady and fat and they were disgusting. And I thought to myself, well, what do you do? It's very easy, right? Um, I'm only feeding them once a day, so they're not overfed. They're just fat and late. They're fat, right? So what, what I did is Epsom salts in the drinking water, plus um, I was like a, a tablet, a, um, one something with levamisole lev- lev- in it. Um, and that's the way that you get rid of this internal fat in a controlled way, right? Because they're old birds, they're not going to be affected by the Epsom salts like if you gave it to a young bird and you want to follow a very strict dosage. You don't want to give too much Epsom salts because too much Epsom salts would knock the young birds around. And we don't want to give young birds Epsom salts at the moment because Epsom salts has a positive effect in a mild dose but a negative effect in a heavy dose. So if you're carrying a problem in your birds and you give a heavy dose of Epsom salts, you'll, get, you'll see sickness coming out. So the dose rate that I use is a teaspoon to four, four litres, a level teaspoon. That's, that's only five grams to four litres. It's not very strong. Now, I know a lot of people go much stronger than that, but that's all I, I think you need to do. And I'd probably do with these old birds. I'll do again each, each week um, for about four weeks. And what you'll find with that is that after, after you give the Epsom salts, it purges out. It's like a purgative, so it's like a diuretic in a way, um, like a purgative. So it's pushing out all the accumulated debris in the gut and it's mm. cleaning that gut out. In the gut, when you get inflammation in the gut, you get this mucus on the lining of the intestines, which, which um, doesn't allow the nutrients to be properly absorbed. So what the Epsom salts is doing, it's getting rid of all of that mucus lining, that crappy mucus lining out and getting that fresh surface to the intestine. So what you're feeding is mm. getting absorbed. So you get quite a good effect from the Epsom salts. Mm. All right, one more question before we go, and that is um, could the problem in Queensland be streptococcus, one, one listener asks? It's a very good thing. Um, what they've done, the DPI have checked for cultures and they haven't picked that up. They're showing up a... a, a a resistant, back to antibiotic resistant E. coli, right? So, um, but then that's the point, Ivan. All of these, these diseases look similar, don't they? Right? Yeah, yeah, they do. So, and so you have to get it diagnosed before you can treat it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's very, so the pigeon, the pigeon fans is that we have, and listen to your show, are very educated in the, in the fact that they know a lot more about pigeon diseases than most vets, right? Mm. Um, the difference is that they haven't got the facility to diagnose this, those diseases, and that where, that's where the vets do. Mm. So that's where the difference is. If you, they have it, well, this they think well, this could be E. coli or Streptococcus or Staph or something like this. Um, and how do I treat it? Well, the way you treat this work get it diagnosed, and then you treat it, and then you only have to treat it once. Mm. Mm. Oh, well, Rob, yeah. Well, I hope that this thing in Queensland clears up and uh, they can get back to business over there without birds dying and things like that. So, um, Well, I think, I think the, thing, the whole point is, Ivan, is not to worry, right? Yeah. Not to get over-worried and, do the, and overreact to this, mm. right? Mm. All, they have, all people have to do is to yeah. um, phone someone, a local pigeon vet, and get their opinion and then either take it or not. But... Um, 
um, they're the best person to talk to. Mm. All right, Rob, thanks very okay, much. thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for your See time. You. See bye you later. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was our Pigeon Radio Australia vet, Dr. Rob Marshall, talking about the Queensland problem and also medications, what to do and what not to do with medications. So I hope you all listened to that and learnt something from that because uh, mixing medications, you know in yourself that if you mix medications for human use, it's not a good thing. You've got side effects. So every medication, I heard a naturopath talking on the radio the other night and he said every medication has a side effect attached to it. So think about that before you put medication in the water. We're going to listen to a song now and go to a break. And here's uh, the original Bushwhackers, Bullockies Bush Band. And here's a song called Lazy Harry's by the Bushwhackers and the Bullockies Bush Band. And we'll be back quite shortly with a new flyer and also our correspondence here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Here's the Bushwhackers. One, two, three. Started out from Roto when the sheds had all cut out And we'd whips and whips and rhino we meant to push about So we humped our blues serenely and we made to Sydney town Where the three-spot check between us was wanted knocking down And we camped at Lazy Harry's on the road to Gundagai The road to Gundagai, five miles from Luna Yes, we camped at Lazy Harry's on the road to Gundagai Well, we crossed the Martin Bidgey near the anchor with a week. We passed through on the Randra across the Barnet Creek. But we never stopped at Wagga Bar with Sydney in our eye. We camped at Lazy Harry's on the road to Gundagai. Yes, we camped at Lazy Harry's on the road to Gundagai. The road to Gundagai, five miles of Luna Yes, we camped at Lazy Harry's on the road to Gundagai. We threw our filet and swags off and we marched into the bar We ordered rum and raspberry and a shilling each cigar The girl that served the poison, she winked at Bill and I So we camped at Lazy Harry's on the road to Gundagai And drunk a lot of beer And been with some of both me lads Just left me feeling queer But beer to lock your sideways And girls to make your side Should camp at Lazy Harry's On the road to Gundagai You should camp at Lazy Harry's On the road to Gundagai The road to Gundagai Five miles to Luna You should camp at Lazy Harry's On the road to Gundagai We out free was over and our check was all knocked down So we showed it down the builders and turned our backs on town And the girls to us another as we sadly waved goodbye We tramped from Lousy Harry's on the road to Gundagai Yes, we tramped from Lousy Harry's on the road to Gundagai The road to Gundagai, five miles to the bride 
Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035981000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM Sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor an annual Pigeon Radio Australia initiative event. Once again in 2021, the terrible decision to cancel the Anzac Day march is due to COVID-19 restrictions. Racing pigeon flyers throughout Australia, in solidarity with our diggers and war heroes. Who will have to silently celebrate Anzac Day from home, and to remember, the Australian Pigeon Corps, and Pigeons at War, and in a sign of peace from all the racing pigeon flyers in Australia, for our present, difficult and unprecedented times. Let us all let our birds up at sunrise, from our homes, this Anzac Day, Sunday the 25th of April, 2021. Take a video of this action and send it to us. We will then put all the videos together in a social media, Australian Pigeon Flies Remember Anzac Day 2021 Memorial Video Diary. Please join us in our initiative. Lest we forget. The best videos will receive a Pigeon Radio Australia prize pack. Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM, 88.3 FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and the Pigeon Radio Australia team. Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated Special Announcement Due to the COVID-19 restrictions in 2020, the race is postponed to 2022.
Now the race is on and here comes pride at the backstretch. The Victoria Cup 2022. Purchase special rings at $100 each. For every 10 rings purchased, receive one ring for free. Presented and conducted by Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated. First prize is $100,000 guaranteed. Australia's biggest pigeon race from Cobar in New South Wales. For more information, visit the website at www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. That's www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. Or telephone Taz Gazis on 0419 386 861. That's 0419 386 861. What you doing, Dad? Hmm? Oh, I'm painting the deck. Why? Because the varnish protects the wood from the sun. Why? Because sunlight in Australia is really strong. Why? Well, because it's full of dangerous UV rays. Oh. Dad, shouldn't you also protect yourself then? When you cover things, they last longer. Same goes for you. Be sun smart. Save your skin. Hey, this is Ernie Dingo for Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Here's a simple word of advice. If you enjoy a drink when you go out, keep it simple. Now, unless you're a rocket scientist, how do you really know whether you're over the limit? So try this, either drink or drive. Don't be a mug and mess around trying to do both. And if you do plan to have a few, arrange a ride with a designated driver who won't drink. The life you save might be your own. Are you looking after someone aged with a disability, mental illness or medical condition? As a carer, you can access free support online, over the phone or in person. Carer Gateway is an Australian government initiative providing counselling, advice, respite and much more. Find out how Carer Gateway can help you. Call 1800 422 737 Monday to Friday or visit carergateway.gov.au. Carer Gateway, connecting carers to support services. Join Molly and Fluoro for Molly's Blooming Hour, Saturday from 4 till 5pm. We'll have interviews with gardening experts plus gardening tips and fresh produce recipes. We will also talk about what's happening in your beautiful Bayside garden, what's blooming now and what to do in your garden now. Then stay tuned for the after show where we'll be keeping you entertained with special guests, fun and games and of course more great music. Nathan Reynolds. Join me for lunch every Sunday at 12 for Here and There. There'll be plenty to chew over with a great lineup of guests, music and discussions. We'll uncover local news, delve into national affairs and explore some of the global issues that affect life in Bayside and leave plenty of room for arts and culture too. Here and There, Sundays at 12 on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. 
You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Fonti. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Listening to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and via our Pigeon Media Studios in Melbourne, Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And you can get us on Facebook and Twitter also. All social media, Pigeon Radio Australia, search us on Google and you'll find us on all social media as well. If you want to call us here at Pigeon Radio Australia, you can call us on 0424531111 or you can text us as those two people did when we were on the phone with Rob Marshall they text us the question and I asked Rob the question so if you want to text us a question here's the number you text 0424531111 all right and you can ask questions if you hear something and you want to ask a question you can uh, quite uh, do that and um, we'll we'll try and answer it for you Anyway, we have to introduce these characters right now. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, B1? I think I am B2. It's music. Tony McPherson and Tony Barbara, B1 and B2 Our Pigeon Radio Australia Bananas in Pajamas. Uh, hello, Mr. McPherson. Uh, good day, Ivan. Good day, uh, listeners, and uh, good day to. B2, and uh, I dare say good day to the Pink Panther. And uh, Well, hang on a minute. He's got to get his intro. One second. All right. And um, hello, Tony Barbara. He's here with me. Good day, Ivan. Good day, Tony. Good day, Charlie. And good day to everybody around the world. There you go. Yeah, we got it right. Yeah, we got it right. And here we go with this character. And now, introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia's know-it-all spy correspondent, Charlie Gretsch. Mr. Charles Gretsch. The spy, eh? <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are you? How are we, Charlie? Same as yesterday. <laughs> all good, all good over here. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. What's happening over there in Wallen and your club? Anything exciting? Um, our club, well, we're getting ready to uh, have our our, um, our meeting on Sunday, so um, then the following Monday we've got our annual meeting in the Fed, so, mm. yeah. Well, that's all right. Now, you've got a guest on the line, so I'm going to hand you the microphone and take it away and introduce who you have on the line. 
Okay. Thanks, Ivan. Well, tonight on our show, we have a member of our club, a new a new guy that um, that uh, started racing again after such a very, 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 I'll have to say that, very long time. Uh, Mr. Mario Darko. Mario, how are you? Very good, Charlie. Say it properly, Drago. Drago, sorry, mate, sorry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't write your name. I don't write your name quite often enough yet. So no, you, you. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you start writing people's names and all that sort of, then you, you correct your mistakes. Yeah. So there you go. So tell me the Mario story. So you used to race pigeons a long time ago. Yeah, I did. About 1980s, I used to race of WPF. Mm-hmm. Um, only for a few years. I had it just starting to settle in. And then um, I got out of it. So... And uh, I had work commitments and family commitments, but I did race for a few years. I did a few bit of long distance stuff, and it was fun and very intense. Okay. So, what made you come back into this sport of ours? Well, what happens is after you know years and years of working, as you all know, we all do. And um, I retired eight years ago, and um, we had lockdown, didn't we? And I was just fiddling around the house saying, what am I going to do? And I said, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll build a pigeon loft. And uh, I did. So I built a pigeon loft and said, I'd better start putting some pigeons in it, which I did. And thanks for you, your help. Um, now I've sort of started again because I've, I've, you miss them. You never get, they never get out of your blood. And you've always, you always like to see them come home. So off I went. So I've started again. Okay. So, okay. So you started again. So how do you, um, obviously you've tried to make a few inquiries and try to join clubs and stuff. Oh, yeah, well, that's another thing. The most important thing is when I moved out to Lansfield, it was very, because I live in Lansfield, and it's sort of difficult out here because you're out in the region, as you know, and um, and you're never sure what to do. So my daughter being a Facebook, Facebook um, person got onto Facebook and started looking around and she found the Kilmore Invitational Pigeon Club. And she rang me up and said, I've found a place in Kilmore. Um, I'll give you a phone number, which she did. And it was great because that's a good thing about having Facebook, get all this information. And um, I called you and, never, and I never looked back from there. So um, basically after I called you and all the help you gave me and all the contacts and stuff, um, we moved along. So it was really good to have the Facebook connection. So I felt really great about that. And I felt as if I belonged to something after that because... You feel rather isolated. You said, I've got a pigeon loft. What do I do now? There you go. Oh, that's good. So um, so you, you're virtually on your way. You've got your birds there. You've got a few birds, not many, but uh, enough to keep you interested yet. Oh, 30 is plenty. I've bred, I've bred about 30 odd pigeons. And, um, got a, so I've got a couple that are all flying around now. I'm feeling rather happy about that. So I've only got a small loft because I didn't want to spend too much starting. And being a pensioner and retired, you don't want to you want to keep your cost costs down. And um, and you, of course, you've mentioned the wild faggy races, and that's the thing I was looking forward to because I'm looking forward to just racing and having a good time. And and um, off I go. So I've got the birds, got the club, and I'm looking forward to the to the the next stage. Really. Uh, sorry to interrupt you guys, but uh, we have to break for the news, and we'll be back after the news uh, to continue this on. So let's break for the news right here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. 
and we'll be back after the news to continue this conversation. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia here from our studios in Melbourne, Australia and also on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Our website address for Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au and you can get us on the Southern FM website which is www.southernfm.com.au Now... Before the news, we were talking with Mario Drago, who's the new flyer in uh, Charlie Gretsch's club up there in Wallen, um, and he lives in uh, Lansfield, and uh, we were talking about new medications and new diseases, and uh, continue on, Charlie, asking him uh, about uh, what he wants to know about new diseases and new things cropping up in pigeon racing today in our modern sport in 2021. Obviously, um, you got a bit of a shock when I started mentioning about all these different things you need to do before we start racing medications oh, yeah. and stuff. So, what did you remember with um, what you used to do back then? Well, in our day, it was it was it was a pretty simple thing, as you know, about forty odd years ago, really. And um, you know, you had your pigeon pox injections, and and you had your canker treatments and stuff, which you could get off the counter in those days. And um, but you never really had that many things to worry about. And then when I came back into, into the system and all of a sudden I talk to people and all of a sudden you've got, what I, think, get me, I think it's PMV and rotavirus and still got pigeon pox and all other things out there. And I'm going, what's happening? <laughs> so I've had to relearn the idea of diseases, relearn what I have to do. I have to relearn all these sort of treatments. So, yes, it has changed in 40 years. It has changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a learning curve now, and I've got to sort of get information and ideas and ask people, of course. Um, yes, yeah, so you you do know about birds, but you, you, 40 years is a long time between drinks. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, the good thing is you've got your birds flying now. Yes, they're flying well. Yep. And you've already um, struck a, a very, very friendly neighbour that sort of calls past and sees you every morning now. I get used to the timing of him. He's, he's very regular. So yeah, you tell me. Yeah, now tell me. Is it true? Yeah, well, the regular, because the thing I was watching him, and he gets, he gets in about between seven, 7 and 8 every morning. This is daylight saving time, of course. I'm sure he'll change. And then you have the um, midday flyover around 11 to 12. And then he comes around between four and five. Now, I haven't seen him today, but he's very, very regular. And um, the birds, so I started letting my birds out a bit later to get around him because mm. the first time I, I lost three birds in you know, over a few days and I couldn't work out why. And then I realised that, hang on, I've got a hawk visitor. So, um, and they're very, they do frighten the birds, as you know. Um, so I changed my timing a little bit. And, I'm hoping it works. It has worked, actually. The birds have settled down a bit. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> In the country, as you know, you get a lot more of that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, now you've got a, a few questions to ask, um, obviously with you know, medication and stuff like that. So what we're going to do is 
Murray. We're going to take a break, and then after the break, we're going to come back with a with a panel which Ivan will introduce. And um, these guys have been in the game for a while, and they'll be able to answer some of the questions that you're going to ask, or probably most, actually, all of the questions you're going to ask. So, if you just hold on there for a bit, and I'll put you. We'll go back to Ivan, and um, mm-hmm. we'll take it from there. So just just wait for us for a bit, and we'll be Thanks. back. No All right, we're going to take a break right now, and uh, we're going to listen to a new song by the McClymonts, and it's called Looking for Perfect, the McClymonts, here on Pigeon Radio Australia. I don't put much makeup on or tell the world where I've gone. Keep things to myself I don't think before I speak I lose my cool easily I hardly ask for help Never thought you'd take my hand You said don't be a fool Come on, give me a chance And Questioned if I'm worth it Oh, if you're not looking 
Pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM Sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM Sponsor. A range of European products, recommended and used by pigeon fanciers worldwide. For winning performance and healthy pigeons, especially in times of stress, molting, breeding or racing, Val products have shown great results to national winning lofts and top racing fanciers. A large range of loft and racing equipment from Europe and Australia. Contact Natural Pigeon Products, Don, 0359981000 and www.pigeonvitality.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat and before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five? Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. There's no doubt everyone is feeling impacted in some way by coronavirus. From work-life disruptions to financial stress, our days look very different. It's normal to be feeling a little overwhelmed or perhaps completely out of your depth. That's why Beyond Blue has developed the Coronavirus Mental Wellbeing Support Service. It's free and available 24-7. So if you're feeling unsure about how to cope, chat to one of our expert counsellors by calling 1-800-512-348 or visit coronavirus.beyondblue.org.au. 
Music Time features old and new country music from Australia and overseas. There's something for everyone to enjoy. We even have a touch of Irish. Join me, Jeanette, for Music Time on Mondays from 12 till 2 on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Do you know you can listen to Southern FM through your smartphone? Just download the free TuneIn app and search for Southern FM. And how do you keep your feet on the ground when you know you were born, you were born to fly? You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Tune in worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. You can get us on Facebook and Twitter and on all social media. Just search us via the Google machine, Pigeon Radio Australia. And you can text us questions. If you've got a question for anybody here on Pigeon Radio, you can text us. You don't have to ring us and talk. Text it. 0424 531 Now, we've got a panel of pigeon racing experts on the line. And on the line we have... in actual fact, I'll just do the introduction like this first because on the line we have this character. And now on Pigeon Radio Australia, brought to you by Pea Growers Victoria, the pigeon flyer that gives everybody an offer they can't refuse. Mr. Dunpee's Dinaro. 
Yes, and joining Mr. Dunpeace Denaro, we've got uh, Gary Gillard, and also from Sydney, we've got Paul Vasalo. And, of course, we've got Charlie Gretsch, Tony Barbara and Tony McPherson also on the line. Good good day to you all. Hello. How are you, Hello. How are you? Good evening to everyone. It's a uh, wide variety of uh, pigeon fanciers. There you go. You on there, Paul? Yes, Paul's here. Hello. Yep, you're there, Paul. He's hey, talking well. in sign language. Yes, no, he's here. Gary, how are you? Not bad. How am I going to bag the imports now with you on there? Well, look, I thought it was going to be an interesting conversation when I heard you coughing in the background. Yeah. I thought you coughed in the background. There you go. I've just come back from my 10K run. That's why I'm coughing. Okay, well, Charlie Gretsch, you want to lead this conversation and put some order in the court. Okay, so as we know, um, we've got a new flyer on board tonight. Um, this guy hasn't raced for a very, very long time. Uh, again, Mario uh, Drago, is that right? Drago. Yep, got it right this time, Charlie. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. Go on. Mario Drago. Drago, okay. So Mario's got a couple of questions or a few questions for the, for the panel coming from a new flyer. Uh, obviously, things have changed over the years. And... Um, Obviously, needs to know a few things on what's out there and the best way to, um, to get them and, and give them to your birds and stuff. So I'm going to ask uh, – I'll ask Gary first. Gary, as a new flyer, um, you've got um, you've got Mario here. Now, Mario, you want to give um, Gary a, a, one of your questions? Oh, yeah. I haven't got too many, but I'll give you a couple. Um, first thing I've noticed since I've been out of the game – is that we've suddenly got all these new fangal diseases like PMV and rotavirus. Um, now, I take it we have to inject with them every year and also whether we still do pigeon pox. Do we still do rotavirus, PMV and pigeon pox? And if so, do we have to, look, because I've got a new loft and I've got new birds and new stock from all over the place, do I, should I do all the birds? Uh, you, well, Gary? Yep. That's it, an interesting one, actually, because you're right, things have changed uh, since you've been out of it and, and gotten back. Um, look, one thing you have to do is a uh, PMV vaccine. Uh, jabbing your pigeons for, for PMV is definitely a must. A lot of federations, uh, you won't be able to race for the season unless you've actually supplied a stat deck saying that you've done that. Um, it's something you wouldn't yep. have had to have done years ago. No. Um, rotor, well, look, it's it's an individual thing. Um, I vaccinate for rotor. I also vaccinate for pox. And I also treat for salmonella. But it's another one, to you which way you want to go, you do not have to do salmonella. You do not have to do rotor. Okay, so rotor and salmonella, uh, uh, if it's... Uh, now, salmonella is an injection as well, is it? Um, salmonella is, is quite a, a thing. You can, you can inject it. You can just put water down the throat. Um, it's point, point 0.1 of a mil. You just open the beak, shoot it down. Um, you can also do it as a flock treatment as well where you break the tablet up, put it in a drinking water and feed your pigeons. They drink the water and that's it. You're done and dusted. So it's not really hard. It's just one of those other 
added expenses that, that can occur. Um, you know, it, I, I, I take a lot of time and a lot of pride in my birds and I like to give them the best of everything. Um, there's a lot of people out there that, that don't do it, they don't have problems with that type of thing. Um, we have a lot of European birds and they're sort of treated for it. I've just continued on with that. Okay. Now, should I treat my older birds as well? Um, you, you've got to treat all your pigeons. As yeah. different with a PMB, you've got to give it to them twice as yearlings, but as the year goes on, like the following year, just give them a booster shot, um, yeah. and that's it. I, I do not do my stock birds after the first time they've been jabbed twice for the, uh, the rotor. I will give them an injection after I split them up for PMB and rotor, but just the ones. Okay, so it's good to know because I wasn't too sure about that because I wasn't too sure how to do it, really. I'm sure Charlie will help me finish the, finish it off. Just one more question because I don't really got that many yet. I'm still learning myself again. Now, because I've got a small loft, I didn't build a very big loft and I didn't want to go to that expense at the moment. I've got my stock all together. I've only got about... I've only got about six pair. Um, I can't separate them. Do I have to? You don't have to, but it does create a bit of a, an issue when you start training your pigeons. Um, what well, I do the, is... The, the flies are separated from the stock. Um, I've got that much separated. It's just the stock are, are stuck together. I can't separate the hens from the cocks. Right. Well... I'd be fine the way to do that, to be honest with you, um, because if you don't, what's going to happen, the hens will just constantly keep laying and laying and laying and laying. Okay. So and you're just throwing, them, throwing all the eggs away, you know, and they've only got a certain amount of time that each pigeon can lay, and, and every, every particular pigeon's different as well. So it'd be something that I'd be definitely trying to do, um, find a way to split them whether you knock something else up in a little loft somewhere to put the hens in. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking of doing, but I wasn't too sure if it was, a, you know, if it was like, is it important or not, but it sounds like it is. So It, it, it is. It, yeah. it's, it's also, it's not good for the pigeon just to constantly keep breeding either. No, I, I, I've noticed that. I've noticed that I've, I've finished breeding and I'm, and I'm getting a bit sad to having to break their eggs. You know, I've already broken a couple of <coughs> ones yeah. It's, That's it's right. And what will happen is they'll just keep going and going and going. No, stop, do they? <laughs> <laughs> like machines. <laughs> and that, so no, no more, I've got no really questions. Just one more question. This is a question I've lost track of for such a long time. The babies when you start tossing, which, which, what sort of age do you look at? I don't, I don't really sort of look at it as what age they are. Um, it's more along how the process is. Um, mm -hmm. I, I race in the Greater Melbourne Federation and we start racing, say, this year on the, about the 3rd of July. Um, what will happen is my pigeons at the moment don't do much flying. I don't really mind if they just want to walk around and, and fly backwards and forwards, you know, like from mm -hmm. one loft to the other or from you know, the, the floor back up to the, uh, the fly-in. But... When we get to, um, you know, around about the, I'd like to see a change around about April. I'd like to see them starting to do a little bit of a fly, whether it's, you know, five minutes and come down and then ten minutes and come down. Um, but at the end of the day, I would want to see them doing at least an hour around the loft by the end of April. 
Once yes. they're doing that, then we'll start tossing. And, and only then will we start tossing. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for that. That really, that, that really opened up the thing on that one. So I've really got no more questions. <laughs> the important ones have been answered. The rest I'll just have to annoy Charlie with as I go along. But um, so thanks, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, now, now um, one for you, Joe, is to let um, Mario know. Obviously, you've got the malting happening now, yeah. and your PMV, some people have done it, and some people haven't done it yet. In yeah. your opinion, when is the best time to do to inject the birds in the loft? Well, after I, when, after I wean them, look, I, I don't really... Yeah, like I, I rely on someone else to come and do them. So, you know, Steve, I'll probably do them a week, two weeks from when I wean them. I mean, if there's any late ones that have come in and, you know, they get jabbed as well. Like I've just weaned my next ones, uh, when did I do that? Wednesday. So I'll be looking one day at the end of the week or the weekend, maybe get Steve to come and do them. Or PMV, that's the only one I inject them with and the only thing I'll give them. I don't use the other stuff. The only thing with the rotor, if you... I mean, some people inject them, like Gary said. Uh, I don't, but what happens is if you if you don't, and even if you do, in most cases they still get it anyway. Some don't, but some do. Uh, I I sort of put it in there for them. So, and that's you know before racing, or else you can you will cop it during the racing. What's so, the symptoms? What happened? What's the symptoms on that? On the. The rotor, well, they spew up. You get loose, you know, greeny drop-ins. Uh, you know, if you if you depends on the bird, you can lose birds with it. You now they just die. You know, when we first got it here, you know, a lot of people lost a lot of birds. Uh, personally, myself, I, I didn't lose a lot of birds, and yeah. So the last the last few years, yeah, I put it in there, and I don't see an issue with it. Yeah, Paul. Paul, um, can you give um, Mario a bit more insight on that rotor? Because you've been um, giving your birds the vaccine now for a couple of years, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to explain to him how you um, how do you how you do it and, and when you do it? And um, well, when it comes to the PMV, I do that straight away. As soon as I wean them from their parents, I'll give them their first shot. Then up, you know, wait up to about three, four weeks. And give them their second shot. Sometimes a bit longer. It depends if I'm putting more birds across. Um, that way they're covered for PMV because that's the main thing. And the rotor vaccine, I always usually do it, say, roughly just before they hit the malt, which I did mine. I think it's been three to four weeks. I think three. I think it'll be four weeks this weekend since I gave them their rotor vaccine. And, yeah, then just hope for the best. But like Joe said, last year I gave them their rotor vaccine and when I sent my birds to the first race, they came home and roughly within four or five days I noticed some birds spewing and, yeah, they started to get sick. I did notice the vaccine does help them. Definitely went through it a lot easier than they normally would without a needle. So I think it does help them, but, yeah, I haven't, me, myself, personally, I haven't experienced giving them the needle and not getting it yet. Now, this year so far, touch wood, I haven't had it. But, yeah, I, I don't think, 
you know, I think once they come in contact... Basically stop flying and stop doing everything till they get better. Yeah, yeah. When when they get it, look, some of them, it doesn't affect like others. So some birds would still fly like normal, but you don't really want to stress the birds out that are sick. And, mm-hmm. and let them out. So, and usually it only lasts for about five to seven days at the most for it to run through the whole whole lot. Um, and and old birds, me myself, I've never once a bird's got it at a young age, like at, at a yearling. Sorry, it never gets it again as a two-year-old or a three-year-old. I've I've never seen my old birds get sick with the virus. So. But once they get yeah. it once as a baby, that's it. They're immune for life, pretty much. Well, that's excellent. That's good to know. It's all new stuff. Paul, how how far apart do you do your first needle and your second? How far how far apart do you do your first and your second needle in the rotor? In the yeah. rotor, it's supposed to be four weeks. Four weeks. But I've only four given weeks. them one shot. Right. Only one shot. Okay. Yeah, I've only given them one shot so far. Uh, Are you going to do the two shots, Paul? You're going to give him the second one. I'm still, I'm still thinking about it. I gave him point five in the first shot, mm. so that's pretty much almost what they should get in two shots. Yeah. Mm. Well, I tried the vaccine last season, and I only gave him one shot, and I didn't see rotavirus at all. What about you, Gary? How'd you go? I um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I haven't seen rotor or any symptoms of the rotor since I've been vaccinating, and that's even with mixing the pigeons up in the basket. Now, how do you um, give it to them, you know, your point, you really call it um, each, or do you give them just the one needle or the two? How do you um, do it? No, look, I, uh, I give them to them three times. Rotor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I give it to them when I wean them. I give it to them four weeks later. And then I'll give it to him eight weeks later after that. Okay. Well, that's um, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you got that um, you got that Mario. You've got uh, yeah, excellent. Very good. So the next stage is you've you've covered you've covered your medic your medication and stuff. Right. You know what's going on with your your birds, letting them out and flying before training. Yep. Then you've got your um. So you've got all the, you've got all you know everything about what's happening so far. So you've got the PMV, you've got the, mm-hmm. the rotor. Um, you know what's happening with training your birds before you start tossing yep. them, and try to separate them now. Yeah, well, you birds definitely them. need to separate them. Um, yep. Your race birds, I think everybody's pretty much um, you either keep them together or you you um, you you're, um, separate them. That's entirely up up to you. Well, with a um, small loft, I really can't at the moment. Um, no. That's the thing about starting new, you know what I mean? Um, just a learning curve this year. Yeah. As long as they're happy and they're doing everything right, well, there's no need to. They're happy, all right. The boys and girls love each other. Oh well, that's. Uh... <laughs> now, what do you reckon, Gary? I've already said split them, but what can I say? <laughs> oh, I'll sep- I'll separate the, uh, the the stock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, no, too much of a good thing's no good for you. Send you blind. You ought to know that joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Well, Joe, it's not just asking Joe how he preps his birds because he doesn't even train them or touch them. 
Yeah, yeah of course I'm sorry you. when you let them out. That's your tossing, isn't it? Hope <laughs> throwing them. Yeah. Charlie, he only done one season like that as an experiment. He doesn't do that every year. Thank you, Oliver. Is that right, Joe? So you, lied, you lied to me, Joe. Oh, what a good friend you are. <laughs> What's that? No, no. <laughs> you see, see, you don't talk. I did, I did it. That was only one year I tried it. Mm. Yeah. Like it wasn't that bad either. It wasn't that bad either. <laughs> Mario. Yes. It's uh, Tony Mack here. Now, with your stockbirds, you know, now Gary mentioned about um, uh, separating your stockbirds. You've got a small, a small loft. You don't need to build a loft or anything else. All you need to do is um, go down to Bunnings and get some wire mesh, right? And on the back of your loft, you can build a, a flight pen and just put a roof on it. And then put in some um, some perches, and your hens can sit in there. I've, got um, a, I've already built, I've already got I've already got a, a two two point four by one point eight lo- a flight. Yeah, half a roof on it. Yeah, well, put them in there. Put them in yeah. there. That'll work perfect. Yep, just lock them in there. They'll be as happy as uh, pig and shit. Away from the boys. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and and the other the other thing for. Um, Laying the eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a good, a good old mate, mate of mine. Uh, he used to make pancakes. <laughs> okay. right. It takes right. it takes quite a few eggs, but uh, they make very, very good uh, pancakes, and um, uh, you can do that as long as they're not fertile. What, not what is this now, Master Chef? <laughs> now we've got so, Master Chef here. Yeah, um, so you can do that. But um, look, you, you're 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 starting up again. Um, you did race pretty good pigeons in the WPF. I know that. I, know, I do know that. You did race quite well over there. So, um, but um, I think you're in a Lance Field. You're on your own. You're sort of out in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, uh, and it, it's pretty difficult uh, look uh, to race pigeons out there. But um, uh, I think they'll go quite well for you. They'll come across with the wind, but. Uh, the important thing is uh, when you do start your tossing, um, keep it regular and you don't have to flog, the, flog your birds. You're only going to have a small team of birds and you're going to be racing. I think you're going to race the the, uh, the special races, aren't you, the late entrance yeah. races? Yeah, yep, at the moment. Yep, 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 yep. So uh, just pick, you know, you don't, over, don't overdo it with your birds because you're only going to have a small team but... What you're going to do probably is uh, now. What's the entry there, Charlie, for Lakes Entrance? Five birds. Uh, for for people that race pigeons, is a ten bird limit. Okay, so you've got thirty birds. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, by the time you finish yeah, training and everything else, you probably might have fifteen. Um, yeah, it's going to lose about twenty ten percent. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. So, you know, if you're going to race these, there's, I think it's, um, what, eight races or something, Charlie? Yeah, it's a ten-race program. Yep, well, you could just about race them every week. And you won't have to toss them. I won't, I won't have to toss them, won't toss them at all? No tossing at no. all? No. Well, if you're going to, not if you race them every week, no. You won't oh, need okay. to. I see, I see what you're saying, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. All you need to do is cover them. 
Yeah, once they start, but beforehand, just yep. steady, steady tossing, but constant. Oh, it's yeah, but don't don't go crazy. Uh, the important thing with your birds is to recover your birds uh, uh, and get them recovered. Um, you know, get them back to flying the roof really well again after after a toss and everything else, and that comes back to the to your feeding and what you feed your birds. Um, yeah, it's not it's another learning curve for me at the moment. Yeah, it is. It will be, and uh, I think uh, keep your keep your Keep your mixture fairly simple because you're going to be racing um, uh, from Lakes Entrance. It's around about uh, what's that? About two hundred k, Charlie. That's if you race Lakes Entrance, but it's actually one thirty. Oh, one thirty, I should say. <laughs> one thirty. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about it myself. Yeah, go on. Uh, one thirty. How far is that? Oh, it's about 120 to me. Okay, yeah, well, you're looking at, yeah. So, yeah. 40 for me, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you're looking at, um, you know, um, two and a half hours, you know, uh, because it'll be a headwind. Most of them are headwind. Like one day cricket, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, it is, it is. So, you just got to, you just got to, don't, you know, just keep your mix, the right type of mix. Doesn't have to be a heavy mix. And uh, and you, if you race your birds every week, you don't have to toss them. So you're not going to wear out a car. Mm. Uh, and uh, and it is a learning curve. So I wouldn't um, get too upset if things don't go exactly right. Well, I've got new birds, new stock. I've got no idea what I've got at the moment. It's, uh, no, well, the best way to find out is to race them every week and you'll soon find out what's good and what's not. Yes, yeah, true. Mario? Yeah. Um, Here's one for you. Now, all you've got to do is make sure you get three rubbish bins, right, because now I'm going to give you three types of feed that you could feed your birds. The first one is going to be, we'll go to Denaro. <laughs> the birds, so that's what you're going to put in one rubbish bin. So you'll learn <laughs> what you're going to tell them to feed these, these birds for these for these races you're going into. <laughs> Come on. No, no, I can't do it. <laughs> too, too many people are going on to them now because it'll make it harder for myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, Mario, with your stock birds, have you got their nest boxes opened or closed? Their nest boxes, I've got them at about 400 by 300 near. They've got a, like a wood front and a little opening. And yeah, are they opened yeah. or closed? Well, they're closed. I mean, not fully closed, but yeah, closed. Yeah. Now, nah, can the birds get in there? I, they can the birds get in there? Yes. Yeah. If you close them, it might help you from them laying as much as well. Oh, as you're saying, to stop them from getting into the nest. Yes, yes, because you're allowing them to breed. Once you close them, well, then that'll that'll slow them, slow them down heaps. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. especially coming up to the end of the breeding season, they will switch off and go into a heavy molt. Yes. Yeah, that's what I want them to do. Yeah, yeah. So close the boxes. That will help you. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. With with your feeding, mate, there's no rules on the feeding. Honestly, there's that many people do it differently and get results. There's no real rules with that. Yeah. I'm trying to read it. Sorry? Come on, you got to. We haven't answered the question. I asked you what he should feed. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you, listen, um, can I just interrupt there? Joe DeNaro was, um, we were talking about feeding and that, and he gave me some good advice. He said, grab all the grains and experiment. Wasn't it, I'm, Joe? I'm giving, he, him, I'm giving him pellets as well. Is that all right? No, I wouldn't be giving them pellets, no. Hmm. No? Well, not, not now. I mean, you've got your youngsters already. I mean, look, what I do is my, mine are on the majority peas at the moment. Okay, high yeah, which which everyone you know like yeah, it's it's supposed to be a no no, but yeah, that's what I've done for all my years. So and well, I don't have years ago. Years ago, peas was a basic stock, but see, um, things have changed now. Even the birds have changed, and yeah, it's amazing yeah. how even the birds have changed. And yeah, I tried pellets and they're eating them, but I think the pellets gives them too much watery droppings, and I'm getting yeah. off it slowly. I'm changing to. Just a mix, but I've got to try to work out what the best mix is. Yeah, well, I mean, this time of the year, I mean, if I, I mean, me, I, I, if anyone asked me, I, I'd go at least eighty percent peas. Yeah, well, at least. Uh, now this is going to be interesting, Gary. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> so I, I made you wait because I thought. I'll give you a bit of time because you know what Joe's like. Look, yeah, but you got to remember, time. Gary's got a lot more money than me. Yeah, it's, it's, really, <laughs> it's really such a simple process. Sprint mix, and you can give it to them when you're racing, you know, every week there, and just add a, some of the heavy race to it, which is it's got a bit more peas, a little bit more popcorn or maize in it, and that's really it. You just control it that way. And what about up there in Sydney, um, Paul? Yeah, for the distance that he's going to be racing. Is, is it going to be that same same point every week? Like, yeah, yeah, every week. Yeah, so yeah. you know what Gary said is pretty pretty right. But mm. it, like Joe said too, there's no rules. You could you, you know you could feed five different ways and probably still get a similar result. The main thing is the healthier pigeons. Every you know most of the other things that you do are what add up to your results. Feeding, you know, it's just like having a look at your overall, say, top 10 of every federation in every state or even in Melbourne, say, there's five different feds. You have a look at the top 10. I can guarantee you the whole top 10 people all feed slightly different and some completely different, but still achieve good results on the same day from the same race. Oh. Paul, Gary yep. here. Could I just one thing I, I want to sort of ask you while you're on the phone? Um, I believe, look, feed is a big part of it, but I think that, and what do you think, that if you can control the disease such as, you know, crop bowel and things like that and canker, you're 95% yep. of the way there. That's right. They're your main things, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, well, I do clean my life every day. I'm making sure we keep it clean, and I'll give them the usual stuff. But um, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have a, you don't have a problem with overcrowding because you haven't got many pigeons. No. So you know you keep it clean and and give them good feed. You shouldn't have too much problem with needing to medicate too much. To be honest, yeah, yeah keep them healthy. Yeah. Well, there you go, Mario. You've, you've got Thanks your for that. feeding work. Mario, Mario, you confused it. Um, 
confused, but I'll tell you what, I've learned a lot more tonight than I've learned in 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> and more people you talk to, more different opinions you'll get, yeah? So you just got to wait. You just got to wait up on yourself. And when you when you're in training the pigeons and something goes wrong, well, then you automatically got to look at it because if you keep going with there's something wrong, you're going to be finished. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got so, different birds, and I've got no idea how the birds behave to me yet. Um, you got imports there. You got some imports. <laughs> yeah, from from all over Melbourne. Well, talking about yeah. imports, I'm going to tell you that um, I got some advice from Jelly Rosius when he come over here, and the best advice he gave me was, if you want to learn stuff about pigeons, you got to go around all the old timers like Joe Denaro, <laughs> and um, you got to. Gary's yeah, older than me. In the well, oh, all right. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Um, you, you, you go around all these flies that know what they're talking about, sit and listen to them, and then pick out the things that suit you the best. Exactly. Yeah. Put it in practice and see how you, see how you go. Yeah. I mean, the best, the, best, the best to Mario is when, when racing does start, I mean, you're, you're focusing on the one faggies, but there'll be other people racing before that. And what I suggest you go around to their houses, handle handle some of their pigeons, and just get the feel of it. Mm. See how they feel like, yeah. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. If they're going well, right, you look at them, you can see how they look. Well, then you can compare them to your own, yeah. Yeah. Very, very important. Get yourself out there. Ask different questions. Go to different lots. You know what I mean? And that, and then you get you, you learn a lot quicker. Instead of just yeah, staying you in your backyard, right, and you stay in your back, and, and things are going wrong, you don't know nothing. Yeah, it's it's very hard over the phone for people to help you. So, yeah, you, you're best to go visit some people, right? Look at their birds, see how they go, and ask them questions. Ask everyone different questions, man. Just take in what you want, yeah. Yeah. That that's the uh, and being in the game before, I'm sure you've already got an idea, and you and you'll you know, it's it's not different. I don't I don't feed or do much different to what I did uh, 33 years ago. Mm, that's good you know, so I'm still a bit old fashioned, but yeah. Yeah. So it just depends on how complicated you want to make it. I'm not trying to make it as simple as possible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just on that, Joe, you, you, you know, you've been racing birds for a long, long time. And of course, you've you, found a method that suits you and, yeah, yeah. and the birds that you race. Now, that's what Mario's got to work out. Exactly. He, and, and he needs to. Um, uh, everyone makes mistakes, and we 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 all learn by them. We hope we do, uh, but uh, the, the thing is, you will make mistakes. But uh, it will be you, and not your pigeons. That, you know, uh, you'll make the mistake, and the birds will be the ones that sort of, you know. But uh, it, it, it takes a Mario, as you know, it takes a while to work out things, and, and um, it. it uh, a really good uh, friend of mine said, uh, I want the birds to do what I want them to do, not what they want them to do. If they can't adjust to my methods, well, then they go. Uh, and he was a very, very um, a good fancy in the VHA, unfortunately no, no longer with us, but um, but that was his method. He, uh, the birds had to... Adjust to him, not him adjust to the birds. And if they couldn't do it, he got rid of them and, until he got the birds that would do what he needed them to do and, and ad- adapt to the, the loft, the feeding, the training and everything else. And, and it, 
he had a, a great method. Uh, and Joe's, Joe's done the same. He's learned from mistakes made and then he's developed a, a, a style of how to feed his birds, how to train his birds, how to breed his birds, what to put to which and where, and that's taken years of experience. And um, that's something that you just can't get in in one year, one month, or or ten years. It takes time. But um, I, I'm sure you, the the important thing, Mario, is enjoy your racing. You just enjoy it. Well, enjoy what you're doing. That's why I started again. And yeah. it's really, you know, I'm looking forward to that part of it. And um, but of course, as I said, it's a new game. Start learning. Get settled and see how I go. Because yep, in a yep. different area, colder area, um, all learning. Oh, yeah. And you'll find you'll find different pigeons will will respond to different methods as well. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So so what happens is, I mean, if you've got a big frame pigeon and you overfeed them, or you're gonna it's gonna you're gonna struggle, right? So if you've got a smaller frame pigeon. Well, you can afford to give them a bit more if they don't put the condition on. You can afford to, you know, it, that all comes into it. So uh, you're 100% right, Tony. So what happens here, I've got my feeding system and I'll leave food in the loft, right? So, but it's it's all low-fat food that I leave in the loft. I don't leave, uh, you know, heavy fats and all that. So what happens is as I'm racing, if, if, if I've got the birds well, and you still have to have the birds well because if they're not well, you can't judge them. So once you got them well, you're gonna you're gonna get pigeons that are responding to that system. So what happens is you keep them pigeons that respond to that system. So if you, if I get other pigeons, you know you can give me you know like twenty pigeons and they don't work for me in in the system that I've well I don't want them anymore yeah because I'm not I'm not like Tony said I'm not prepared to change. Mm. Yeah. So you find you find what's you got to find what suits you your lifestyle. I mean, you're retired. You got more time. You can feed them. You know, ten times a day. You know what I mean? So you just got to find something like that. Yeah, so yeah. for me, with with work, and that's easier for me to leave the food in there. That's why I do it this way. Yeah. Then Gary, Gary, Gary's got all the time in the world, so he does things completely different. Oh, I just want to know, Joe, how do you up the pee intake if you diet? <laughs> you can't. The maximum. <laughs> What was I, no, the maximum protein <laughs> I can feed the pigeons is about twenty two percent. So twenty two percent of protein for me, that's fine. Gary, yeah, the way Joe think, changes, he goes from dunpees to maple. That's his I change. thought there had to be a difference. <laughs> a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't tell you that. <laughs> I thought he for a bit of etching, that's all. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's it's look, it's a hard game, Murray. It's not easy. It's a lot harder today, I think, with the, you know, with the diseases that uh, these imports are brought in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, illegal, illegal imports. Mario, <laughs> <laughs> well, just ask different people different questions, mate, or the same question, and you'll get different answers. But then you just got to work it out for yourself. And being, yeah. like I said, been in the game before, you, it won't take you long to pick it up, mate. Mario, the, only, the only problem, the only problem you got, Mario, is where you live, right? You're on your own, mate. <laughs> so I think the you're going to need. I think, I think you're going to need some pretty good pigeons. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, but but that, that's how that's how he'll sort that out, though, Joe. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, what happens? What I'm saying is, Tony, he's so far up on his own, right? Oh yes, yes. Even even pigeons to get up there. Right, business to get up there, it's going to be pretty hard, yeah. So then, you, so then he goes bad, or this happens, yeah. or that happens, and he thinks the birds are not up to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yes, what yes. I, what I would be doing, 
uh, is a lot of single tossing. Yeah. It's not far. Single tossing and get the birds a bit confidence to fly on their own up there. Yeah, the they're going to end up on their own anyway. Well, Charlie, you 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 were the now you were up at Wallen when you shifted up to Wallen. Yes. How did you find it when you shifted up there? Oh well, obviously, um, being the shorter fly, I'm a bit more online when we're racing these tracks. Um, obviously, if they go past you, they go past you. I mean, there's not much you can do. So, yeah, but uh, you were on your own pretty well up there, weren't you? When you shifted up there. Oh, there, was a couple, there was a couple of guys up here, but we're, uh, consistency, it was sort of, you didn't have a lot of consistency with other flyers, see? Yeah. There yeah. was like three of us or two of us every week that, you know, can get a good pigeon. You know, yeah. it was always either one week or you wouldn't see nothing and then, you know, bang, you bop up again, but you'd bop up by yourself or, I'd, you know, I'd put a bad yeah. one in and the other guy would, would have a good one. So the consistency yeah. had to happen before it, um, and of course you needed a couple of guys um, but on your own, I mean, yeah, the, the, the year that I got a few fed wins, um, yeah, I was on my own. There wasn't anybody actually um, around this area that raced, so it was yeah. good for the birds to do what they did. Yes, and, and that's what we're saying to Mario. You, you, know, you, will, you will find out which birds will do it for you, uh, but, but then they may do it on one line, uh, you might, you know, do fly the one one thaggies, one thaggies, one thaggies, and then decide, oh, I wouldn't mind having a crack at you know, racing a few roaches, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you find you need different birds again. You know, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, on yeah. that note, Tony, look, thanks for that. Um, we got a we um got a cut because we're out of time. But Mario, I hope you learned a lot tonight. Um, yes, I have. Guys, I mean, you can't get any better. Um, Info than what you've got tonight, and um, you know, if any of these guys, or you want to speak to any of these guys, um, they'll be glad to to um, to listen to what you want to ask down the track. So, Paul Vasallo up there in Sydney, and Gary Gillard, and Mr. Joe Denaro, thanks again for um, coming. No worries. And um, you know, sitting, sitting Mario straight with what he needs to do. So I think Mario should be happy with what he learned. Yes, thanks very much for your help, Paul. I really appreciate it. No worries. No worries. Yeah. Uh, when it comes getting back to the food, Mario, there's there's two important rules, and it doesn't matter what mix you're using to do this. Don't starve them, and do not overfeed them. Balance. I'll let you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. On that note, thanks again, guys, for coming on, and um, Ivan, back to you. All right, thanks very much. Yeah, we've run out of time for today, and um, so we'll say goodbye to everybody. Um, goodbye to you, Charlie. Goodbye to Tony McPherson. Goodbye to yeah. Gary Gillard, Joe DeNaro, Mario, and Paul Vasalo. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Yeah, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you later. Good chatting. Yes. Bye. And goodbye to you, Tony Barbara. Goodbye, Ivan, and goodbye to everybody around the world. All right, goodbye, and we'll catch you next week, same time, same station, here on Pigeon Radio Australia. So, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon.